Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just putting down on my booze. I'm so excited to be back in Edinburgh. The last time I was in Edinburgh, I went on your ghost tour to Mary King's Close. And it was great. There was a man in there, the tour guide, who was all dressed up like in olden days clothes. And he said, hello, I am from the 15th century Edinburgh. I know nothing of your time. Now please turn off your mobile phones. <laughs> Just... To be honest, he didn't look like he was having his best day. Um, But we're having our best day. Welcome to the show! We're so excited. We get to do our comedy crime podcast for you now. Give us a cheer if you listen to the podcast. Yes, hello. Give us a cheer if you've never heard of us. Welcome, Ooh. new people. A few people abstained, Welcome. but okay. <laughs> That's fine. New people, you are about to discover that Drunk Women Solving Crime is a true crime podcast with a twist. Of life! 
time. It's a cult. <laughs> Welcome. But, so my name is Katie Wilkins. I will be your host for this evening. Uh, Woo! I've got the, oh, oh yeah. Just quick. saying. <laughs> Look at the woman. <laughs> She's uh, big. So I've got the details from a case. None of these bitches do. But let me introduce <laughs> the rest of my fantastic detective team. I have here Taylor Glenn. Hello. Oh, it's so nice to see all of your beautiful faces. I, I mean, truth be told, I can't see fuck all. <laughs> but benefit of the doubt. And I just, ah, oh, I love being in Scotland. It's so nice to come back. I am never the drunkest person in the room. <laughs> this is terribly reassuring, so thank you. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can see you, you're asleep. <laughs> Joking. Um, and I also have the fantastic Hannah George. I am I'm not drinking this evening for Yay! obvious reasons. Um, yeah, it's kind of slightly unfortunate that it's called Drunk Women Solving Crime. You probably didn't expect a heavily pregnant woman to come waddling out on stage. Um, Don't worry about the drunk thing. We found that the hormones make you just as, like... Oh, I'm crazy! She's a little crazy. There's a reason why she's over there. <laughs> so, kind of, like, mixed... I'm crazy and horny, so... Just... <laughs> It's a great combo. Um, this would normally be the time in the show where we ask you, the audience, to have a little think if you've got a uh, crime up your sleeve or the time you were the victim of a crime, I should say. And then, because what we do yeah. is at the end of the show, we get somebody up and you tell us your story and then you win, well, actually you win Carver. Ooh, but somebody has already written in. So today we have Kate and Beth will be oh. joining us at the end of the show. Let's just check it right here. <laughs> Yeah! Oh, excellent! So, if you want to tell us about the time you're the victim of a crime, come again, buy another ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Or send us an email, or write it in a review on Apple Podcasts, and say we're great. Taylor actually used to be a therapist, so it might actually be helpful if you do do have a traumatic I see some of my former patients, and you're doing great, (laughs) and so am I. Well, I think without further ado, we better get on with the show. Please give a very warm welcome to the fantastic comedian, writer, improviser, it's all round legend, Pippa Evans! Pippa! Welcome! Uh, Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm I'm very well, thank you. Yes. Fantastic. Yes, I'm uh, enjoying. This feels a bit like a school assembly, doesn't it? Like, there's a bit of there's a assembly vibe. A bit of a vibe of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the fucking teachers are MILFs, am I right? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> crazy and horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. She's doing another show just called Crazy Horny Pregnant Lady Solves Crime. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the assembly they'd have to do an assembly about. (laughs) Kids, remember when Mrs. George went a bit crazy? (laughs) And horny. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Pippa, we have one question. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yes, I have, actually, yes. I was a victim of sexual harassment, and then I got cautioned by the police. What? What? Oh, my God. I know. Look how we feign surprise. (laughs) No. Um, So I spent uh, ten years on the circuit, the comedy circuit, that is. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's not that kind of show, but it's for you. Uh, uh, and uh, I used to play this character called Loretta Main, who's an American singer-songwriter who um, just was quite a uh, sort of a singy, aggressive character. Um, and it was one Christmas, and I was doing the Christmas gigs, which any comedian knows are quite often horrific. Um, oh, yes. But they're very well paid. So that's why they're um, comedians raucous, agree. They're bear pits yes. that are very well paid. They're awful. So I was at the Comedia uh, Bath, right? Bath. Hello, Bath. <laughs> Um, so you're thinking, but it's going to be fine. Uh, we walked in, and there was a table of men vomiting into jugs. Oh, oh wow. At six o'clock, right? So six o'clock. The oh, show man. started at half past eight. So we've already <laughs> got people vomiting into jugs. People are being chucked out already. We're like, oh, okay, wow. it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I was headlining. Um, so that, that, of course, in, in real terms means going on last. Um, <laughs> Uh, which on such an occasion is not uh, the thrill that when you start, you're like, one day I'll be a headliner. Yeah. And then you get there and you go, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I was at a comedian and, um, uh, and I, I, I walked out and I don't, I don't like, you know, people say, oh, it's hard being a, a comedian as a woman, isn't it? It's hard. Being, uh, and I was like, no, it's fine. I never have a problem. Uh, but on this occasion, I walked out and there was a table of, of men who... Uh, who, as soon as I walked out, they all just folded their arms. Oh, and I was yeah. like, uh-oh. And I was like, don't read into it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, I started my set. And uh, the whole crowd was laughing and having a great time, apart from this table. They were very, very cross. And, um, and, uh, and I tried to, I thought, oh, well, I'll try to sort of enamor them. Uh, so I sort of like, so, you know, it's just American. So I was like, so, so you know, what, what do you do? And they were like, we're, we're, car- we're, we're carpenters. Uh, so then I started singing uh, a carpenter's song <laughs> where I changed the words of it's only just begun to there's only 10 more minutes. Uh, 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 which I thought was hilarious, but it turns out the carpenters are not the favourite pop group of carpenters. So, uh, anyway, so I carried on and then one of them yelled out, show us your fucking tits. And I went, oh. What? Uh, and uh, and I, I said, what did you say? And he went, show us your fucking tits. And so I saw red. I just saw red. Yeah. Uh, and I walked out. And at the Comedia um, Bath, it's a bit like here, actually, but with, like, long tables, long tables. And I, wa- I, just, I just walked onto the table and stood <laughs> above this guy and looked him in the eye and went, what did you just fucking say oh, wow. to me? And he went... He, got, he was on his phone, and he, would, he didn't even look up, and he went, show us your fucking <gasps> Whoa. Oh. And I picked up a jug of beer <gasps> and poured it on his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole room went, whoa! <laughs> and then security came, they dragged him away, right? They started dragging him away. So I turned around to walk back on the stage, and one of his friends picked up a pint of beer and threw it at me. Oh. Wow. I turned around and went, why did you fucking do that? And he said, because you're all ruining Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked up a pint of beer and threw it at him. Oh, my God. And then I went back to the back to get on the stage, uh, and uh, the, a woman um, behind him turned around and went and, and tapped him and said and said uh, said something like stop 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 what you're doing. And she was like a proper bath, you know, a little cardigan. <laughs> but he reacted to the tap oh, no. uh, instead of the voice and turned around and pushed this <gasps> old, old oh, bath lady. No. Yeah. <laughs> she was sat next to her son. No. Stood up and went, oh, oh, don't you fucking touch my mum. Then they all stood up and threw the table. Wham! And it turned into a cowboy scene. There was glass, there 
there was blood. Everyone got thrown out. These carpenters were just having a fight out in the street oh with themselves. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, anyway, then the police turned up. Uh, and the police said to me... Well, because actually you threw the first physical <gasps> blow by pouring the beer on his head, technically you're the no. one who's in the wrong. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I said, are you telling me that I should be in my place of work and be sexually harassed yes. while I'm on the stage? People should be allowed to shout things about my breasts. Uh, and he said, look, I can see that you're an intelligent woman. <laughs> but what I want to know is uh, the answer to this question. If it happened again, what would you do different? And I said, Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and Yay! he went, that is the wrong answer. <laughs> but he decided just to caution me and went on his way. Um, but the gig was over. And, uh, I went back to my digs and drank quite a lot of white wine and fell asleep. Such a fucking amazing story. But I've got to say, so you were Loretta Main in character, right? Yeah. You can totally get away with this as being in character. She did it. She did it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's if Lorraine like... Kelly punches someone. <laughs> she can say, no, that was Lorraine Kelly. Because <laughs> you know that like, Lorraine Kelly is the character Lorraine Kelly. I realise you have to know that for that to be really a well-observed joke. But... <laughs> <laughs> Laugh or she'll get angry. <laughs> but... <laughs> It is the most country music story I've uh-huh. ever heard. Like, right. it's just so funny. Oh, my God. It was oh, an amazing God. night. And weirdly, after that, I didn't perform as Loretta Maine for a while. Oh, is, that, is that seriously why you... Why you... Well, it started at the end because it was just wow. uh, it was so... It was quite intense, guys. They, yeah. they, oh, they, oh, they, there's more. They tried to sue the comedian oh, uh, for wow. ruining Christmas. <laughs> and then they, one of them sent me a message on social media. Thank yeah. you, social media, saying, you've ruined your career. And uh, it was such a weird, um, weird oh sort of threat, God. really. Um, because, wow. because I was like, what do you mean? Why would that... Yeah, how are the what? carpenters going to take yeah. you down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Don't yeah. you have an Olivier Award? I feel like you do. Oh, I do have an Olivier Award. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't. Like, it's been okay. Did it's you message okay. him back with a picture of your Olivier Award? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll dig it out now, ten years later. Could you build a sort of casket for this? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, imagine oh, if it really were illegal to ruin Christmas, though. That'd be yeah. great. It'd be like, Uncle Bob. Bob, you've been served. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. If you don't want to ruin Christmas, don't fucking shout sexually explicit things in a place of business. It is and a place. comedy club. If you had gotten your fucking tits out, would that have started Christmas? Well, <laughs> like, did well, the jingle bells just go and the nipples come out for these guys? I was talking to some people about what is the best reaction if someone shouts. Because, I mean, and people go, like, does that happen a lot? Very rarely. That's it why it's such a shock. To me actually. at the comedy store. Did it? It's well, happened I did. to me. I was oh, to be, well, look at my tits. <laughs> but it was, it was the gong show. Um, and someone shouted, oh. yeah. I mean, I was doing the gong show for a start. So like, Awful. It was my fault. Um, but <laughs> but some, someone shouted, get your tits out. And I paused. And then I went, Uncle Joe? <laughs> so it, it like got me an extra 10 seconds before I then did get gonged off. Because mm. I was a new comedian. What, no one has ever asked to see my tits. <laughs> ever. <laughs> They're bigger now, if anyone's <laughs> We've got I body think, positivity uh, sexual harassment over here. I, th- I think the best Someone, reaction... Someone, please! No. I think the best reaction would actually be to start to cry and slowly get your tits out. <laughs> so it's the least sexy getting your tits out you've ever seen in your life. Just... <laughs> Tell me you like me now! So, 
That's amazing. Oh my god. That so what do you do for a living? Are you a couple? Yeah. Where do you live? That would be great. You know You're what? You're punching, we... mate. You're punching. <laughs> we always ask, well, if you had the perpetrator in a police cell now, what would you say or do to them? Is this would that be a good revenge? Or do you have my, what about my revenge? That's such. A... <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's not really revenge. Is I it? would, uh, I would make them uh, build me a cabinet <laughs> uh, while I punch them repeatedly in the balls. Ah. <laughs> See how you like it. Yeah. That's going to be yes. a shonky cabinet. I mean, I don't know a lot about carpentry, but I feel yeah, like... Yeah, they'd be like, the joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Those joints aren't going to be very good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I like that. We use balsa wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. little carpenter's joke there. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Thank you for sharing that. I feel yeah. like we're all better people now. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. Oh. Well... I thought that compliment was going to go on longer. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And I really like your top. I like how we're all wearing, like, regulation white trainers. What, what is this? When did they become regulation white trainers? What happened? Because they're a terrible choice, really, aren't they? The, the Especially thing, in Edinburgh. The thing is, as well, I only brought these with me and a pair of flip-flops. And what? so, what? how many years have you been I doing can't... the festival? Well, the thing, but I always bring too much stuff. <laughs> so you thought the first thing you'll do is not bring well, enough shoes? Last time there was a heat wave, so I might still need those. <laughs> but I can't they're even. They're great on hills. I can't even switch it up. They're not real flip flops. They're like sandals. I can't wear. Look, I'm going to talk about true crime in a minute. <laughs> Actually, I'll talk about true crime now. I don't, think, I don't think anyone needs to hear any more about my shoes. Right. Strap in for a true crime case. Now, as I say, I'm the one with the details. My esteemed colleagues do not know what we're going to be discussing. They and you are going to work it out together. Um, but only shout out if you've got a really clever thing to say. <laughs> uh, expect high things. That does not go for us, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, uh, now I don't want to set out the stool too early, too racy, which is the name of my sex tape. Uh, but today we're going to be discussing a case that's been called the Supreme Court's most versatile and influential trademark decision. So, Whoa. if you guys weren't horny before, <laughs> yeah, okay. that serves as a trigger warning. Uh, so, if anybody has been involved in any landmark trademark casements, okay. so you know, I've been drinking. Probably no murders are going to take place. Or will they? You know, <gasps> I don't know. Uh, so now, let me take you back to a simpler time, a time when cereal for breakfast wasn't really a thing. Let me take you back to the very day that somebody invented shredded wheat. Wow, what Whoa. a great... A great day for cricket. It was a shredded wheat always makes me think of Ian Botham. Do you remember? <laughs> Didn't he used to have three? And that was that everyone was like, ha, oh, ha, Ian Botham, he eats three shredded wheat. <laughs> <laughs> Was, was that another? Oh, was it Weetabix? No, uh, it was shredded wheat, because no one wants shredded wheat. Like, it's the ultimate awful cereal. Oh, wow. Keep that in mind. And now, Ian Botham, I don't know if you watch as much daytime TV as this one, but um, <laughs> he now doesn't have it for... It's like you put your feet on it, and your sort of feet vibrate. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what i do without my... And I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it's for circulation or something. Like, he doesn't play as much oh. cricket, I guess. Oh, Ian. All right. Got to say. My blood vessel burster. Ooh. Ian Botham is not going to be much help in this case. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I have two questions for you now. Okay. Uh, 
what year do we think this is? And can you name me who invented shredded wheat? Oh, my life. Ian Botham. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been like the 30s or something. No, yeah. Must have been right, we like go that, 1930s. Shredded wheat, yeah. Yay! Now, you're not suggesting this was the very first cereal. It was just one of the first cereals. One of the first. This is the very first shredded wheat cereal. The very first shredded wheat. Yeah. Well, maybe it would be right. like industrial times then. You know, like um, people going to work, so they need a quick quick snack. Yeah. They quick do. snack yes, that looks like hay. Yeah. So are you sticking with 1930s? Well, now, no, now I want to say 1897. Uh, I, I think you're 1897. Like, okay. 1897. Any advance, you guys? See, the thing is, Katie, <laughs> yeah. shredded wheat is a uniquely made product. Yeah. So they had to have the manufacturing capability, uh -huh. and I feel like that might be certainly post-industrial revolution, but okay, oh, lovely. stretch of it, who knows. I'm going to say 1902. 1902, oh. okay. Well, I was going to say like 1547. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's wrong all of a sudden. Okay, you know what? Um, Pippa is the closest with her second guess. It is 1893. Wow. Well done. Very well and done. And I thought one of you might guess Kellogg's, but it was not invented by Kellogg's. It's Nestle. Uh, Nabisco? That's coming up too. Don't worry, we okay. have drama right. with biscuit companies. I didn't oh. know Ian Botham was that um. old. <laughs> So it was it's actually great. Henry... I mean, also, if you're new to this podcast, this says everything about it, that we do an episode about cereal, but it's not a killer. <laughs> like, welcome, welcome to Cozy Crime. <laughs> yes, now it was invented by Henry Perky. Uh, oh, oh, Henry. Well, how disappointing that Henry Perky invented shredded wheat. But <laughs> it's not really in the name, is it? No. Perky. Henry Perky. He could have done wow. so He should have been more. Lucky Charms or something, shouldn't he? <laughs> he was <laughs> like he wheat. was like the Joe Wicks of his day. He's a little right, so basically he's made this pillow-shaped cereal. He calls it shredded whole wheat. Uh, and now he'd started the natural food company. He built a factory at Niagara Falls. He started in Boston. He was up to loads of like he does all this stuff, like something to do with electricity. He's got all these other careers, but we don't have to care about them for Why this Why Niagara Falls? Why do you go like, I've got this cereal, and I think the best place to manufacture... Done because when stuff, married though. people make love for the first time, they're out of energy and they want to do it again. <laughs> That's why they're shredded wheat. Oh, my God, do you know what? Your next question was... <laughs> Can't believe what? that was in any way relevant. Your next question was, do you want to guess one of the early taglines for shredded wheat? That's mine, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did you say, um, like, married people get married because people go there on honeymoon to Niagara Falls? People get married in Niagara Falls. And it's a quick old tie the knot place. I always remember I went there, like, quite shortly after a breakup, and I was on my own, and I sat in a heart-shaped jacuzzi on my own. Oh. Now, that's not happy marriages here. Didn't Superman, in Superman 3, doesn't that start in Niagara Falls, and he, his glasses fall into a fire? And it's only at that point that Slane goes... Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, one of this guy, the BCI. <laughs> By the way, I'm a top journalist. <laughs> so, no more ideas. <laughs> um, wholesome. That's it. Shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. It's like you've taken all the legs off a of daddy long legs and stuck them together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Four shits a day or your money back. <laughs> Shredded wheat. Lost a tile of your house? Don't worry, we got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's great. 
Um, any, you do know. I'm just thinking about the jacuzzi. All right. Um, so it, the, uh, what he did was he said, it's all in the shreds. That was, I think yours are better. Okay. It's all in the shreds. Wow, um, they didn't have any women in that room, did they? Workshop in that. It's a shame. <laughs> Sounds like so, a TikTok, doesn't it? It's all in the shreds. Mm. <laughs> and then there'd be like a dad and a family dancing. It'd be cute. <laughs> it's out of the shreds. It's out of the shreds. All in the shreds. I'm, 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 I'm perky. I'm perky. I'm perky. I'm perky. I'm perky. But not this sexy. is why I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> we just went viral. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was super into the idea of healthy food. Okay. Um, it's like this whole movement at the time. They were trying to get like... Four shirts a day. Yeah, yeah mm. basically, um, he so he loved that it was whole kernels. That was meant it was healthy. Um, so these kernels get steamed. They get pressed through two rollers, one of which had grooves, and then it's all cut into like the biscuits, and then they were toasted. <laughs> Is this going to be like if you expect this? <laughs> You're all going to have to sign an NDA <laughs> to not disclose the recipe for shredded wheat. By the way, it's part of the privilege. Thank you for coming. He thought that they tasted good so he gave some samples to his mates and they liked them and he was like right bang I'm Joe Wicks I'm gonna got my shredded wheat recipe I'm gonna sell this so he gets that he patents it and he um, just wants to start selling it so this healthy food movement is trying to introduce like ready-to-eat cereal to American to, to, Amer- to Americans all of them um, <laughs> and Perky is like lads I know just how to market this um, so my n- question now is what is his marketing strategy or what did he say the biscuits did mm. I want to just ask a question though this is 1893 right yeah so he's already trying to get Americans to be healthy like what how, <laughs> because, how did what, we go like, so what? wrong <laughs> What were you guys eating? Like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. How could it already be? Like, guys, we've got to do something about these guys. <laughs> it's a mess. There's McDonald's 1873 or something. No. <laughs> 1970 something, isn't oh my it? God, they just Ronald McDonald was just a two-year-old clown. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can answer. order it by wagon. Drunk women so they cry. <laughs> Hello from Edinburgh, Scotland, where we are on the last night of our Edinburgh Fringe Run. I'm doing this voice because I can't do a Scottish accent. It's time to shout out our latest supporters on Patreon. Thank you so much. We've got Nora, Nancy Ross, Alexandra Morris Hornby. Excellent hyphenated name there, Alexandra. Bram Welch, the legendary Bram. Hi, Bram. Bram was at one of our live shows. We got a little obsessed. Hi, Bram. Alicia Ely. And finally, Lauren McGowan. Thank you so much. If you would like to join Patreon, we're at patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. And look forward to all 10 of our Edinburgh Fringe shows live from the land of the Scots. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. He said that it restored his health. Oh, right. right. Um, he like, did the personal story. He did the Instagram. Yes, he did the, like, he, I used to be really unwell. Yeah. And then I ate a load of whole wheat and now I'm better. Yeah. Like, how unwell was he, though? Because, like, 1850 or whenever this is. Um, when's it? 1893. 1893. <laughs> She's not been drinking. She's not been drinking. <laughs> but I feel like in 1893, the illnesses are fucking, you get it and you die. Yeah. So, like, did he have cholera and go, ooh. I'm better? Or did he just feel a little bit lethargic? Was he a bit... Did he need some iron? I See, yeah, I don't know what he had that shredded wheat was able to cure him. Mm. You see, this is the thing. That's why it's a bad tagline. Because you're like, oh, my God, it cured me of being hungry. Like... <laughs> But at the time, they didn't have any regulations, did they? So you could ha- actually have said, I had cholera and it fixed it. Yes. No one would have been there going, wait a minute, I don't believe you. Because yeah. there was all of those fake yeah. things, weren't there? So he could... Well, no, what was his you're line? right. Well, he's kind of, he's kind of got, definitely got, like, goop vibes of, like, this, <laughs> this made me healthier, it restored my oh, health. Oh, the Gwyneth Paltrow but he did, time. Yeah, but, it, but there was this whole movement, mind you, there's probably a whole movement behind her. It's too, all in the there? vagina. Mm. It's all, yeah. Mm. But so he did this big launch at the World's Fair in Chicago in 1893 and we've done so many cases that involve the World's Fair in Chicago so I actually quite love the idea that he's there selling shredded wheat to like Chicago May (laughs) and all the other criminals that were definitely at this thing John Um, Capone you look constipated (laughs) I've got just the thing (laughs) I tell you I don't know if Al Capone was there but John Harvey Kellogg is there Oh, oh shit! Yes, it's it's a real who's who of who is anyone in 1893. <laughs> now he, John Harvey Kellogg, tries one of these wheat biscuits. Question: What does he say about this newfangled shredded wheat? He's like, I've already got cornflakes, but I guess I'll give these a go. <laughs> Looks pretty amateurish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. he would. Yeah, he'd just be like, Yeah, it's not. It's alright. Oh my god, he's negging him. Yeah, yeah, he would 100 percent be negging him. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry, what was your name? Pert. All right. (laughs) Really nice to meet you. I'm Kellogg. That'll never be on the bus. He goes further than negging him. He said it was like eating a whisk broom, and he wasn't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been their tagline. It is a solid burn. (laughs) And let's think: who do we know now? Do we know Henry Perky or do we know Mr. Kellogg? Wow. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Also, just for the record, talking about Americans being unhealthy, um, shredded wheat is so nostalgic for me because my grandmother ate it every day, but the way she ate it was slathered in butter. Whoa! <laughs> no way! What, butter and milk? No, 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 no milk. Like a, like, a, like a crumpet. And I, I defy <laughs> you to not like it. 
like, I honestly tried it, it's so delicious, but I just love it. She undid any good it might have been doing on the fiber front with the sat fat. Oh. So just have love a cracker. Grandma. Why are you putting butter on shredded wheat? Oh, no, it's so much better. Really? And it's a challenge because it falls down and the butter <laughs> makes it stick. <laughs> Oh, my memories of grandma. She's just like plastered. <laughs> and little bits of straw. She's like, come here, get me a kiss. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, look, there are food critics at the World's Fair in Chicago as well. They called it a shredded doormat. Oh. Everyone is burning him. Scorched earth. Um, and then, uh, but the product took off anyway. And my theory is that no one expects healthy food to taste nice. Oh, okay. So they weren't it, bothered. It probably, yeah, no one cared that it was disgusting. It was a runaway surprise hit. Okay. Like, they sold shitloads of shredded wheat. It was a huge success. Now, I said that there was no murder, probably. I never promised you no death. Uh, Henry Perky died in 1908 of not eating enough shredded wheat. <laughs> His company, The Natural Food Company, gets a new name. Do you guys want to guess what they rebrand themselves as? Kellogg's. <laughs> 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 Did people already say it though? I feel like I've, uh, I hate getting the right answer, but is it Nestle? No. no. They, would, they buy it. They probably buy it, don't they? Because it's probably owned by Unilever or some bollocks, isn't it? No. Um, no, these are great guesses. Female also, workplace. Yeah. Before you know it, we'll have Tesla Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're all headed. So they re they rename Muscles. it. <laughs> oh no! Who's going to eat that? <laughs> Designed after my asshole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, like is, it called, is it called Wheat Fun? <laughs> wheat, wheat Fun. New wheat. from Wheat Fun. Like, and then they just make wheat-based products. See, do you know, that is the closest. Wheat oh, but what they actually, they called it the Shredded Wheat Company. Ah. They went all in on shredded wheat. They were like, that's the big one. I'm, I'm down with that because I think a lot of companies, they make one really good product yeah. and then they're like, we have to diversify. Yeah. And actually they shouldn't. Like, did you ever try coconut Rolos? What the fuck are you doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with Rolos? They're really? amazing. They, they really? tried to put coconut in Rolos. Oh, I was like, guys, boy. what are you doing? We've got bounty bars, we've got Rolos. We don't need the two to yeah. meet. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you never hear about coconut Rolos, do you? You don't. No. But I will say, there was a time... <laughs> When Twiglets did have a limited edition Worcester flavor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's Why? A there's a fan in. Why? Why did they go away? Yeah. Carry on. And it's the kind of thing you can't even buy a load and save it because it's going to have a sell-by date. Oh. I tried. No. Yeah, right. um, now, There's Henry no Perky has two patents. One of them is shredded wheat biscuits and one of them is the machinery Dildos. that made them... <laughs> Do you say dildos? Yeah. Oh, that's unpleasant dildos. dildos. I would like... Don't mix up the shredded weed factory with the dildo factory. He really was perky. <laughs> yeah, that was the real reason for the perkiness. Now, I would like... Scratchy for her pleasure. <laughs> See, Sorry. We, we can... It's not like a gruesome crime, but we can still give you the ick. <laughs> That's what um, I'm here for. I would like only Hannah to guess what year those patents <laughs> expired. It wasn't bloody 1912, was it? It was! Yes! Now, everyone, you're allowed to answer this one. Um, also, what? just for people, like most people don't know about the podcast, in 1912, I'm obsessed with the Titanic and I always say 1912. And that's why I'm having a baby because I'm literally women and children first. So if, <laughs> if any Titanic shit goes down, I, I get on the lifeboat. So it's, it's exciting. <laughs> Question 
What did the Kellogg company do next? Oh. Wait, what's going on? So the, the, <laughs> the, patent. the patents have expired. <gasps> ah. Is it ah. patent or patent? I don't know. Right, okay. Just, North just Americans like, say patent. Patent. But I get made fun of a whole lot for all sorts of things. Patent. Patent. Oh, right. Like it, I said, oh, I just I started right, yeah. Traders Australia today in our little student accommodation. That's right. We're doing pretty well. <laughs> and they're like, Traders? Like, they're trading yeah. things? You guys didn't understand me. Anyway, yeah. the, uh, I'm saying things out loud that shouldn't it be just, said. I just was, it was a query. query. Was okay. like, oh, genuine query. All right, cheer if it's patent. Ooh, cheer exactly. if it's patent. <laughs> All right. It's true if you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the funny thing is our biggest fan gave the biggest cheer. <laughs> like, that's harsh. All right. Okay. Now, they start making a similar cereal. Oh, and we of course have they do. A whole bunch of drama with some messy bitches. Uh, so the Shredded Wheat Company, remember that's his company, yeah. like rebranded. They are like, not cool. Please desist immediately. And so Kellogg stopped manufacturing for a little bit. But in 1919, there's this unknown settlement, fine. And then uh, they start up again in 1927. Basically, there's a whole bunch of lawsuits going back and forth. Oh, no. And then the Shredded Wheat Company is acquired by the National Biscuit Company, which later became... Nabisco! Yeah! yeah. Uh, you know what, our American listeners are really going to appreciate that. <laughs> so it's not all about this live performance, it's about our <laughs> listeners around the world. Nabisco, I'm so off key. I'm doing like the minor key, like, I'm about to kill you. Nabisco, ding! What is that? What is it? What's Nabisco the, is the company, and that's their, that was their what's little the, jingle. What are, the, what are the words you're saying? Nabisco. And then there's a ding. Oh, it's a ding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like No Bisco Day. No Bisco Day. And I was like, What's No Bisco Day? Some kind of American celebration. It's like nobody understands we me don't in this eat, country. We don't eat biscuits on No Bisco Day. <laughs> Get your fucking tits out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Back to cereal. <laughs> All right, so old Kellogg's really changed his tune on what he thinks a whisk broom is. Oh, wow. The hypocrite. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're making, they're back to their old tricks. They're making these shredded wheats again. And then the National Biscuit Company sued them again in 1930. They sued them in Canada and the United States. We sued you. <laughs> and their argument is that the new shredded wheat by Kellogg's was a, was a trademark. Oh, wait, hang on. What? Yeah. No, they said it was a trademark violation and unfair competition. Right. Oh my God. Isn't the world such a fucking mess? But, <laughs> but this is why the world is a mess, that people yeah. spend their, like, their, people put their attention yeah. on who is making similar wheat-based yeah. cereals, and mm. they spend their money trying to stop other people making a wheat-based yeah. cereal that's slightly similar to your wheat-based cereal. Yeah. It's really, really depressing. It is a little <laughs> depressing. I feel like little What's would be What's your favourite cereal? Well. Yeah, little, little, little is getting away with some stuff, oh, aren't they? Like little is getting prongles. away with stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> corn flunks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always get like malted wheaties. I think they're called, which is kind of your shreddies. Like shreddies. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, I bought shreddies this time from because we only had co-op near us, and like it was just like. 
incredible the difference. Like, shreddies are fucking amazing. And I'd been eating malted Wheaties thinking that my life was going somewhere. Like, was, oh, oh when, you go ba- when you go back yeah. to the OG. Oh, when you go wow. proper branded. Yeah. Oh. What's that programme with Greg Wallace and the other guy where they go into people's houses and they go, uh, and they're like, um, oh, you spend too much money on branded things. So we're going to put everything into, into jugs and, and jars and it won't have a label on it and then you're going right. to eat it and you'll be like, oh, I don't know the difference. I've got to save you £10.13 on your shopping every week. And then every single time they're like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> Go branded. That's what I say. I'm all about the brands. Dorothy Perkins, New Look, all the brands. I'm going to start a new brand just called Capitalism. <laughs> Everything. What cereal do you like? Capitalism. Who's going to stop you? Where'd you get your shoes? Capitalism. (laughs) I can see that working. Hmm. All right. Now, by this point, Kellogg's are like, ugh, this is so unfair. Uh, Because Kellogg viewed the suit as an attempt on National Biscuit Company's part to monopolize the shredded wheat market, uh, which I would say sort of seems fair enough, seeing as they also invented the shredded wheat market. Um, But in 1938, this case goes before the Supreme Court. Oh, my God. Question, what did the Supreme Court say? Get out. (laughs) Stop wasting our time. (laughs) Yeah, just kiss each other. (laughs) Fuck's sake. Well, I can now reveal. <laughs> that's, that's not what they said. Oh, they, they said, weren't busy. So they, they said, "All right, we'll do it." They had plenty of time to talk shit about cereal. <laughs> um, they there was a seven to two verdict, and they rejected Nabisco's argument and ruled in favour of Kellogg's. Oh, yeah. <gasps> I, yeah, yes, you're right. This is shocking. <laughs> um, on the grounds that the term shredded wheat was not trademarkable and its pillow shape was functional and therefore <laughs> <laughs> able to be copied after the patent expired. Some of America's finest minds. <laughs> I know. Shocking, shocking. Cutting the edge pillow. engineering, what have you made? Pillow shaped cereal. <laughs> With no flavor. <laughs> Put butter you, on it, it'll be fine. <laughs> the pillow shape is functional. What does that mean? Because it has, it, it, it only works if it's in that structure. That's what they mean. Yeah, so that's oh, how... you must be in very nice accommodation here if you are not sleeping on shredded wheat. Because we <laughs> certainly are. We cannot afford real pillows. I'm in my own home because I live here. So yes, it All is right. very nice. Right. So woo. <laughs> nice pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Get your pillows out. <laughs> John Lewis, 100% down. Mm. Ooh, yeah, nice. that's right. I tell you what, I'll WhatsApp you a picture of them later. <laughs> do it. I love bedding. I do love you? bedding. I really do. Just when you thought it couldn't get more titillating. <laughs> We're about to talk fucking thread count. Because it will blow. People actually gasped. <gasps> 800 per square inch. Fuck me on those sheets. Okay. All right. All right. I'll quickly wrap up the, um, the exciting <laughs> case. Look how big the glasses are. I don't know how much I'm pouring at all. All right. Now, 
Um, remember at the beginning, I said this case was the Supreme Court's most versatile and influential trademark decision. <laughs> yes. I remember that bit yeah. of the foreplay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't. Versatile, that's interesting, because yeah. they use it for everything. Well, yeah, so basically... Burns the that potato, the re waffles. We need to be paid by, like, 18 companies by the time we release this. <laughs> Go. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Female <laughs> workplace. <laughs> so the reason um, that they, the Supreme Court even... Because you were like, yeah, they, the Supreme Court would have been like, Go fuck off, mate. We were busy, but they weren't because they needed to do this because uh, the law, the trademark law was in a state of flux in 1938. Wow. <laughs> there was lots. Saturday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is trademarked. <laughs> exactly. I must reach for your drink. That's great. Okay. That's great. <laughs> but so there was lots of confusion and they they needed to explicitly codify the Kellogg decisions <laughs> into law as part of the Lenham Act. I don't think I need to tell you anymore because that's really self-explanatory. Um, but so the Kellogg's case is a foundation of the functionality doctrine. <laughs> wow. Goodness You know me. when you joked this was an assembly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Product designs intrinsic to functionality cannot be protected under unfair trade competition or trademark laws. <laughs> because game changing. Game changing. <laughs> that would impede <laughs> the ability of competitors to make a rival product. Mm -hmm. But let's raise a glass to Henry Perky and his dry, dry invention. Oh, Henry. Henry Perky. I feel like I'm a guest on The Rest is History. <laughs> <laughs> But it's very, I mean, it's calling the caterpillar. That would be the, that's the, the most modern recent one. one, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are the names of all the other ones? There's, you know, they're, they're Ball in the batter pillar from Little. Well, they are, they're, don't they, they don't pretend they're not caterpillars, do they? Part of the case was about the fact they were all named, I think. So it was the fact that they were all like, Henry, the caterpillar, John, the caterpillar. And it's like, you, this is exactly the same idea. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> It's our own original caterpillar idea, actually. <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally a chocolate log. And also, I think Colin the Caterpillar is the worst cake in the world. And I don't understand why it's what? constantly You're boiling. She is 100% right. No. Thank you. Wait, wait, oh wait, my wait, God, wait, it's wait, like wait. eating sugary no. Ex wax. Explain yourselves. Because I just did. <laughs> When you, when you cut, so uh, this is a cake that's brought into offices, pies, blah, blah, blah. You have to cut it up to give it away. The chocolate crackles off, chocolate falls everywhere. Get choc those bits Just, of chocolate, you know, when I'm, you're... I'm you, hearing extra chocolate. You know, <laughs> and you get that smear of chocolate that you forgot about and you worry about what that, what the hell is that? And uh, it, it's not tasty. It's, I think a chocolate Swiss roll is the worst chocolate cake wow. in the world. It doesn't taste of chocolate. Oh, not if it's homemade, Pepper. I can't believe not what I'm hearing. Homemade. Well, look. Wow. It got controversial. <laughs> no. And I know, I know we're all feeling a bit upset. I... There's people at the back going, wow, we took a punt on the artwork. Uh, <laughs> not sure this is what I was expecting at all. But well, thanks for staying. But you said you didn't like it, Taylor. Oh, I hate it. Well, why do you hate it? Because you think it's... it's way too sweet. Thank the cake you. is dry. Right. And the outer layer is like a candle. <laughs> like a diabetic candle. Like it's just... <laughs> MS, if you are listening, we will take sponsorship though for because uh, I quite like them, so I'll do the I'll do the ad, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I quite like them. Yeah, okay. me and Kate, you'll do. We'll take the money. Right, when we're chucking like Taylor it. out, this we is have not to have a lot just of a caterpillar in, in a secret. This is an oversweetened caterpillar. <laughs>
All right, I think this is probably the best time to get Kate and Beth. Give up. a round of applause. Come and yeah. tell us about Woo. your crime. What happened to you? Where are you? Oh, here they come. Hello. Oh, you're both coming. This Yay. is exciting. We've never had a double a double story. Yeah. Hello, Hi. Kate and or Beth. This is Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi. Hi. Hello. Tell us about your crime. What happened? We got robbed. Oh. So thank you for coming. (laughs) So we lived together for eight years in London. Survived lockdown. Kate then decides she's going to move to Edinburgh to live with her boyfriend. Oh, Oh, Kate. So I'm already heartbroken. (laughs) And we decide on her last weekend to do a tour of every flat we've lived in in London. Oh, Oh, you guys. It sounds sweet, but it's also like the rental market in London is fucked. (laughs) If, like, across eight years you had to visit 16 different flats. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Now, did you tell people you're coming? You're just like, we have to live here. (laughs) She's moving. So we'll go to every flat. Every flat, we'll have a drink. We take a selfie outside. We okay. share our favourite memory of living in the flat. Oh, you guys. Yeah. You're so codependent. We get back. <laughs> it's very sweet. We get back to the current flat we live in. Obviously, you know, we're, what, five flats in now? So we've had, we've had, a, few, we've had a few drinks. We get to the flat. We're outside taking the selfie. Little do we know what's gone on inside. Oh. So we go upstairs. I really need the toilet. So. <laughs> You're speaking my language. I run in. I'm on the toilet. Kate's like, I, actually, firstly, sorry, I go into my bedroom and I'm like, that bag wasn't there when I came in, but when I left, oh. sorry. So I'm like, why is my bag now in my bed? Wasn't in my bed. Oh. <gasps> I go to the toilet. Kate is then like, oh, why is the TV knocked over? Why is that IKEA bag on the floor? Always a good and question I'm like, to ask. I'm having a wee. I'll be back in a minute. And then she's like, "We've been robbed." So then, yeah. So then we discover we have been robbed. Oh and man! They've taken uh, the Dyson laptop. two laptops, oh. although work laptops. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's only like controversial. Contra- contra- the Dyson hair straighteners. <gasps> no. Oh, oh my Worst of all. We had been given my brother's PlayStation during lockdown, which I can only say got us through. (laughs) Yeah. And they took the PlayStation. Oh, Oh, no. And the pink controller. Oh. <laughs> they took the pink controller. Gone. Outrageous. And as so like we discovered, oh this is gone. Five minutes later, oh god, this is gone. I look in front of me, I'm like, why is that cupboard door open? The worst. They've taken all our bags for life to continue the other 14 robberies that they did that night. Oh, oh my god. god. So we assisted, we've assisted the robbery. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if you know they did that many robberies, does that mean they got caught at the end of their spree? No, that was just the policeman being like, you're just one of 14, get over it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. I tell you what, if you've never lived in London, <laughs> give it a whirl. Wow, so we need to solve this, you guys. This is a serious... Yeah. How sad, because you're on the... Yeah, it's hard yeah. enough to say goodbye. You go on this nostalgic tour... And you come back to tragedy. To be honest, we now describe it as one of the best days ever because uh-huh. it's given us so much giggles. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love just like, we just have a giggle about it now. That's nice. That's Turned like... into a positive. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. that's a really nice uh, read. Do you have any suspects? Any other flatmates? We perhaps? have three suspects. Oh, oh shit. Oh, okay. Oh, hello. Do you tell. Okay, suspect number one, mm. Lambert. 
The 65-year-old nosy neighbour who's always at his window across the road. He sounds like he's out of a sitcom. Not Lambert! (laughs) I accidentally befriended him during lockdown and then kind of couldn't get rid of him after that. Oh, Uh, We get robbed. I think who will have seen the robbery, Lambert, go over the road. Oh, sorry, I wasn't at my window. Oh, Lambert. Why wasn't he at his window? And he also had quite a few... You know reasons of how they could have got in, or they could have got in this way, they could have got in that way. Oh, so we way. thought and about I was it. Like, mm, was this you? Yeah. Lambert is not at all the criminal here. There's no way. Come oh. on, a 65-year-old man loves bags for life. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, you do have a point. Um, I feel like if anything, he's beating himself up. He's like, I, sh- I should have looked after those girls. Looked after those girls are my best friends, but I'm <laughs> constipated because I don't eat shredded wheat and. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Suspect number two was Graham, who I sold my wardrobe to because I was moving out on Gumtree, but Mm. came on his own, so needed help taking it downstairs, so like had to come and look in the flat to take the wardrobe. So I thought, he's been in my flat, he's seen what's on offer. Yeah. Has he come back? He hasn't got a PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then suspect number three was Seth, the letting agent, who was always slightly dodgy. And we wanted to sell some of the furniture. I thought she said the Latin agent, and I was like, ooh. (laughs) I need one of those. We wanted to sell some of the furniture that we had to the people moving in, so we sent them a video, quite a close-up of the TV, which included the PlayStation. Here's the speaker, here's Uh, this. But, like, letting agents in London are notoriously good men. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it can possibly be said. That's true. Yeah, those those are our suspects. Now, wow. not to blame the victim, but I have a question for you guys. <laughs> you lived in all these other flats. How good were you to your other roommates? Well, they didn't survive. They all got let off as the years went on, so we weren't that. They all moved on? Yeah. When you, you say they didn't touch? survive? <laughs> they all survived. Interesting choice of words, isn't it? <laughs> there was a they bigger crime afoot. <laughs> Because they look innocent, don't they? They look adorable. Mm. Mm-hmm. What? So you think it was one of the other flatmates? I think with there might have been someone a little bit jealous of the connection you two share. <laughs> oh, is there a Gooseberry? Is there like a third friend? I think there was it's a Taylor, third by the way. In this. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, you owe me some rent. So, you guys used all of those dice and straighteners, and <laughs> the electricity doesn't pay itself. Does How it? did they get in? Oh, so. They literally, well, so we called an emergency, we did did panic, we called an emergency locksmith, come and change the locks. He came and he literally went, he shut the door, folded a piece of paper in half, went like that and entered. Uh, It wasn't hard. uh, So he used a piece of paper to jimmy the lock. Yeah, it was a cheap lock. It wasn't even a credit card, like in the movie. (laughs) No, it was a piece of of A4. (laughs) It was a a piece of paper. Just blow on it, it'll open. Name of my sex tape. (laughs) 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 Who who are we going to blame it on? Because we've got to wrap this up. Ooh, I mean, yes. we've got to give them their prize. Well, I think, um, uh, what was the last one? Seth. Yeah. Seth. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just anybody called That's Seth. That's what the real police do. Yeah, yeah. it's Seth. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Thank you so Good much for sharing that story. <laughs> You'll have to split it. Wait, wait. How did that relationship turn out with the guy in Edinburgh? Oh, she's Oh, oh, it was him. Together. It was Seth. <laughs> it's true love. Oh, 
Right. <sighs> wow. The we... real fun was the love we found along the way. <laughs> 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 we have just enough time. Pepper, pepper, Jesus. Pepper. <laughs> pepper <Wow>. Evans, <laughs> what are you doing here at the festival? <laughs> pepper Evans, what are you up to? Where can we hear more about you? Where can you hear? Uh, I'm doing Showstopper, the improvised musical at 10 past nine every night at the Grand in at the Pleasance. The Grand. Woo! Um, so do come along if you like improvised musicals or if you don't like musicals, uh, people also seem to enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and uh, you'll yeah. probably find me on Twitter. Uh, I am Pippa Evans. It's That's... joyful. It's joyful. You're the master of improv. Oh, yes. I wrote a book. You should tell people about that. Yeah. Well, so... <laughs> Pippa, Pepper, Pippa, Pepper Evans has written a book, um, Im- Improv Your Life. And um, I listened to it during lockdown, and it's awesome. It's so funny, and it's all about all these different things that you can do, how you can use improv in your real life, in your real life. Your real one. To make it better. Just like, just a real, like a positive, just a real antidote to all the self-help crap that's out there, because it's not a self-help book. It's a really funny, interesting exploration of improv, and it's just great. Thank you for that endorsement. Sponsored by Shredded Wheat. <laughs> Four shits a day. <laughs> well, all right, so we're going to come and see Showstoppers. And this is the end of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out to see Drunk Women Solving Crime. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're lovely. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.